Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. We have a really great episode today with Lion. He's a dating coach and he's got all the wisdom and really just was an eye-opening person to hear, perspective to hear, and I'm excited for you to hear him. It is a longer episode today, so I'm going to try to keep this as short as possible, but you did write in a few really great questions for me to get to. Also, just kind of a life update. Mercury is retrograde, which means all of our lives are in shambles. Or maybe it's just me. You know, apparently if you're born during Mercury retrograde, your life is unaffected. But if you are not, your life is in shambles like mine is right now. As you're listening to this, if you're listening on Sunday, September 11th, I will be in LA. Um, I would have done just done my SF show, which I'm so excited for this leg of the tour. And in, let's see, let's see, it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. In three days, I have to move out of my apartment and either into a new apartment, which hopefully we will get within these three days, or back in with my parents as a 32-year-old, no, well, almost 32-year-old married woman. After camp, I decided, you know what? I'm going to take one day of like R&R, you know, it was a lot of planning. It was a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things. So I was like, I'm going to take one day of like relaxation, which I never do because I love to work. And I did. I took my day and I got a call from Steven who was at the, our apartment and he was like, um, there's a leak in the bathroom. And I was like, oh, it's not a big deal. Like that happens all the time. Like put like, you know, in, in apartments, it's New York city, put a bowl down. We'll be good. Next thing we know, the leak is because of the AC, which has been leaking. I had smelled some weird ass smell in our closet. And I kept asking Steven, like, do you smell anything? And he was like, no, this was like months ago. And anytime someone would come over, I'd open the closet and be like, do you smell anything weird? And they'd be like, no. So I was like, hmm, okay. Like, I'm just clearly delusional. I actually thought I gaslit myself because I thought that it was this sweater, this like mohair sweater that I got secondhand. I was like, it's the secondhand sweater. Like, it's just like, wow, I'm crazy. Like, it's obviously it's the secondhand sweater. No, it wasn't the secondhand sweater. It was mold and a leak and disgusting water all in our closet that was there for a while. And out of the mold was growing hair. And I, honestly, like I should have trigger warned because it's fucking nasty. Anyway, we have to move out of our apartment and we got to do it fast. So we've been there like a little over a year and that's what's going on. And it sucks like moving. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but you know what? We have to look at it differently. It's a new fresh start. It's an amazing perspective of change and change is beautiful. And maybe we'll get rid of some things that were baggage and weighing us down that we didn't need that we were hanging on to. I don't know, guys. It's it's rough. There's some other things I'm going through, which I'll share in a few months. But it's there's there's a lot. There's a lot of balls in the air. You know, Uh, somebody asked how much stalking is appropriate before a date. 
So definitely enough stalking that you know they're not a murderer, but not too much stalking that you know their ex's zodiac sign. What did I used to do, you might ask? Enough stalking to know their ex's zodiac sign. Can be embarrassing. Like if you are caught asking too many mutual friends for a recon about this person, you might get caught. I've gotten caught you know, but make sure they're not a murderer. I actually wasn't a big Googler before dates. I didn't do a Google. I just did a social media and like one mutual friend. So I think that should be enough. You don't need to like call their their college to make sure they were the class of 08. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do. It's crazy out there. Somebody asked who should break the fart barrier first. Um, Wow. You know, there are couples out there that don't fart in front of each other to this day. To this day, they are pretending that they don't fart, that their shit don't stink. And that blows my mind. I feel like if you can't fart in front of your partner, then who can you fart in front of? You know, it's like if you can't be yourself with the one person who's always next to you, like, first of all, you're going to have major stomach problems. I don't know. I think that the first fart happens accidentally. And so it doesn't have to be the man or the woman or the woman or the woman or the man. It just happens. And then it's broken and you laugh. You have to laugh. And then you move on farting your way home. How do I deal with a selfish friend? I know you say don't dump friends. So unsure how to deal. I do say don't dump friends, but I don't say don't distance from friends because if your friend is selfish as fuck, it can be so tiring to be the only one to reach out over and over and over again, unless they're going through something, which is a huge part of why I don't dump friends because you really never know what people are going through. So I would err on the side of having compassion for this selfish friend in hopes that they will move on and stop being so selfish and come back. And it's kind of like an ebb and flow of this friendship. But if they don't, then heavily distance. Again, I'm not saying write a letter, but heavily, heavily distance. Because that's all you can do. Someone asked being the pre-girl, quote unquote, pre-girl. Guys will not commit to you, but always to the girl after they meet you. Okay. This was me for a hot second. And I would call myself good luck Chuck. And I would actually tell the guys that I dated this, which was a big mistake because then it would just like, it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I remember I told, um, I told one of the, I was literally dating a guy. He was like about to be my boyfriend or maybe was he my boyfriend? I unclear, but we were at dinner for his birthday, like a really nice dinner. And I said to him, like, you know, it's so funny. Like, I'm good luck, Chuck. I don't know. It came up in a normal way. I didn't just like say that out of the blue. And he was like, oh, no. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what? And he was like, I don't think I'm ready to marry the next person I date after you. And I still dated this guy, guys. I still dated this guy after that. And he like was not in any way joking with that comment. So I think listening to this episode, which is going to about you're about to hear is going to help you not be the quote unquote pre girl. It, it, Lion has really good tips on this. How guys expect you to be born the day you met, you meet them. Okay. We joked about this on an AMA or I was just answering like commenting on poll question answers. And I, and the poll was like true or false. Like guys can't hear about your exes, but girls can. And it was like true. Yeah, guys don't want to acknowledge the fact that you were in existence before them. And I think this goes back to like the old days where, you know, like the whole like paternity stuff, like back in the day, you know, like a man knew that he like couldn't find out if he was the father. So like he wanted to be the only person that was with you, like that kind of stuff. But I think that a more evolved man is not someone that cares about your past. Like they don't want to hear about it. They don't want to hear the juicy deeds, but they're not like, oh my God, you had an ex. Don't tell me that. Like you didn't know anyone before you met me. You were a virgin when we met. Like get over yourself, Brad. How to express doubts in a relationship to work through together. This is such a touch and go subject because if somebody expressed doubts to me, I'm like running for the hills. I'm like, okay, it's over, you know? And that's 
that happened to me before. Like when Steven first brought up, like when we were, I don't know, six months into dating or maybe, no, sorry, not six months. We were like a year into dating. And he was like, I'm like a little worried because like we're fighting a lot. And I was like, oh my God, it's over, blah, blah, blah. But he really just wanted to bring it up so that I could be like aware of it so that we could work on it. So I think, especially if you're dealing with a sensitive partner like myself, you have to say it in a way that makes it clear to them that like, you're not going anywhere. There's a Taylor Swift song about this. And I think it's called Mine. And at the end of the song, like there's like some bridge about how like we, like it was 2 a.m. and we were fighting and I thought you were going to leave, but you stayed or something. Maybe it's not mine, but Swifties know what I'm talking about. And that's the vibe. Like you, if you're going to bring something up, just make it clear that like, you're not going anywhere. You want to work through this. And that's the best way to express doubts in a relationship. Make it clear that you want to work through them. Sandwich that. You know, like, hey, I'm about to tell you something. It doesn't mean I like I'm so in this. I want to work through this. That's why I'm telling you this. Tell them the thing. End with like, you're beautiful. You're gorgeous. I love you. And then see how they react. Um, I'm really excited for you to hear this episode today. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with dating coach Lion. Hey. Hey Lindsay, how's it going? Good, good. So tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into it. Uh, Lion, how old are you and where are you from? So I'm 36 and currently I'm in Florida. I'm originally Canadian. I'm from Montreal. Originally, I kind of, I've been doing back and forth for a little while, but based in Florida right now. Nice, nice. And how did you get into talking about dating? What made you think that there were people out there that needed some guidance? I kind of like stumbled across it a little bit. I think that, you know, from my own path and like doing the work on myself and it really did not only have to do with dating. Like I believe the way we do one thing kind of translates in how we do everything else. Right. So how we show up at, you know, for our jobs or our careers or our business with our friends, with our family, with our children is how we show up in dating as well. Right. Like a lot of people kind of feel that it's like this separate entity. Right. I got everything else figured out. But just dating, just just how to like, you know, show up with men or how to show up with women is what I need guidance with. Right. But I feel like how we do one thing is how we do everything else. So like at the early stages, and this was maybe like four or five years ago when I was starting this, I was making videos that are basically things that I needed to hear at a specific point in my life where I talked about, you know, how to show up just for yourself, right? To me, like my entire message stems from taking accountability. Um, and I'm saying that if there's anything, any aspect of our life, it's not going the way we want it to go, that we still want to establish something, we want to accomplish something that we're not getting into. It starts with taking full accountability for the fact that I and I alone have the full power to change that, whatever that thing is, right? So like, I think that my message early on was really based on that, right? Like taking accountability, Listen, if you're not getting what you want in your business, right? Like you can, you can, you can blame the economy. You can blame, you know, the fact that I don't know, the pandemic, right? Like when that hit, like a lot of people, you can blame, you know, other people, you can blame your past, right? You can blame how you were raised by your parents. You can blame how, you know, your friends show up. Oh, I don't have friends that help, you know, do this, 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 that person had more opportunities or you can take accountability and say, okay, well, if these are the things that I need to fix. I know that they're within my power and I can show up for them differently, right? How I adjust my behavior, how I adjust how I put myself out there is therefore going to adjust how people are going to respond to me and whether that's my customers, whether that's my colleagues, my business partners, or my romantic partners. So the message started from there and then slowly but surely kind of it morphed into more you know, specific to dating and the kind of the audience kind of established itself over time. I, I, I coach mainly, although I do have some male clients that I've been coaching, mainly I work with women and women specifically who not just getting into dating in their like early twenties, but I talk to majorly with people in their thirties, forties, fifties. I love it. I love it. So you had this video that really got a lot of our listeners' attention, which is basically about like, if you're a woman dating men and they're continuing to, you know, just want to sleep with you and not want anything more it's about the energy that you're putting out there, that you're attracting that in your life. What would you say is like the way to attract a different energy, to attract the energy of people taking you seriously and wanting to, you know, like a more serious thing? Okay. So, so the word I don't like using a lot, right. is just like what you use is energy, right? Cause when people like hear the word energy, they think that this is like this, this magical thing that like your aura or something that you 
but it, it really isn't, right? Like I, I'm a very practical guy, you know, and most of my advice is very analytical, right? It's, 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 it's facts driven rather than just like how your aura or energy showing up, right? Again, it's, let me ask you a question, right? So, so if, if you're looking for a serious relationship, right? Because I mean, like you would agree with me when I say that there are levels to like when you're going out there, right? There are levels to like what you're looking out there for, right? Like some guys are good for maybe, you know, taking you out to a nice place or like you have a good time and you enjoy it. Some guys are good, like meet at the bar and have a great conversation, right? But you're going to look at certain guys differently that are going to be, that you're going to be more attracted to that are, have the specific thing that you're looking for, right? That, that relationship factor, right? Like that, that the relationship material, that, that boyfriend material, that wife material, right? These are not some magical energy things that you're attracted to. You, I hope you agree when I say that, right? Like there are specific things about their behavior, how they show up, you know what I mean? How they talk, how they communicate, right? The things that they do in their lives outside of dating, right? Like how they show up for their business, right? We like to think about, oh, it's, it's money, but it's not necessarily the fact that they have a lot of money in their pocket. It's how they are that allows them to make that money, right? That allows them to create that, that financial stability, that allows them to, to create a body. Like, oh, you like somebody who's like, you know, taking care of themselves, right? Somebody who looks good. But what, what is that? It means they have, all these people have one thing in common, right? And that is that discipline and self-control, right? You're attracted to that as a woman when you see men and men are attracted to that too, you know, women as well, right? So, so it's not that just like that, that magical thing that either you have it or you don't, that you show up and either there is that click, either you feel that chemistry, either you feel that, that energy or you don't, right? As you go out there and you start dating a man, just like when a man goes out and starts dating women, we start paying attention to that self-discipline, right? Is she taking care of herself, right? Is she someone that, let's say has a lot of things going on in her life, right? So she, she has a job that she enjoys doing, right? She has a career that she likes showing up to. She has a group of friends that support her, that she supports, that she likes hanging out with, that, that, that they do you know, productive and, and, and things that allow them to all within that group to grow, right? Not just like hang out and get trashed every weekend. You know what I mean? And, and the same qualities you're going to get, these are the same qualities you're going to be attracted to in a guy. You're going to look at his friend group. Right? You're going to look who he hangs out with. You're going to look at what does he do in his spare time outside of that date. You know what I mean? Does he have a job that he goes to but tells you that, hey, I hate doing that. You know what I mean? I hate my job. You know what I mean? And he just goes home afterwards and tries to you know, forget about all that with, I don't know, maybe alcohol, maybe drugs, maybe video games. You know what I mean? Maybe just going out and getting trashed at clubs. So these are the qualities right, that you're looking for. right? And, and these qualities, right? you can work on these qualities. Again, this is not some magical you know, energy thing that you just like, oh, either I have it or I don't, you can start doing these things, right? So taking care of your body, right? Like shows discipline, shows self-control. You're going to control what you eat. You don't have to control what you not eat. You're going to control, you know, taking time to go exercise or go hiking or whatever you do, yoga, like whatever it is that, right? All of these qualities, right? We look at subconsciously and these things tell us that this person is either has that relationship qualities that we are looking for, right? Because when we're looking for that relationship, right? When we're looking for a marriage or whatever that is, like that long-term committed relationship, we want that stability. Whether we're a man or a woman, we want someone who's stable. We want someone who's going to add value. We want someone who's going to alleviate stress from our lives, not add to it, right? So if we see that you're a person that's not really disciplined because you go out and there's like, you know, like all, all these examples, like, oh, you go out and like you go out with one guy, you go with another guy, you sleep with this, you sleep with that. Same thing goes with men. Do you know what I mean? That, that ability to be disciplined, that ability to practice and, and, and show self-control and strength in the dating process, right? In every aspect of our lives. That's going to come through through our conversations, like when we talk to, about ourselves and what we do, all of that stuff. So does that answer your question? You know what I mean? This, this is not some magical, like either you have that energy or you don't. You can definitely start showing up. And that's why I talked, that's why I said at the beginning, how you do one thing then translates in how you do everything else. If you can't practice self-control with your body, right? And if you're not unhappy with the way you look, but you are too lazy, too scared to, to do something about it. Same thing with your business. If you hate what you do, but you're too afraid, right? That's going to show up in how you date as well. You're not going to, to be strong enough to set the boundaries that you need to set at the early stages of dating. You're going to allow people to take what they want from you without really expecting anything back, right? And that person that's going to be dating you is automatically going to see, okay, well, this is definitely not this. This is definitely not that relationship. This is definitely not 
And chances are they're going to take the path of least resistance and be like, but you know what? I can, I can settle for a little bit less than that. I can settle for one night of fun. I can settle for a couple of drunken nights. I can settle for a friends with benefits relationship with her or with him. You know what I mean? I can settle for less, right? Because again, we're looking for like this, this large variety. People are not just out there on dating apps or looking for, you know, someone specifically only to, you know, get that relationship. And as soon as they know that it's not that, they'll let you go. No, they'll be like, okay, well, I can still settle for something less than that. So much to unpack there. I don't even know where to start. Um, <laughs> well, it was, it, was, it was a loaded question. Yeah, fair, fair. So what if you are doing all of the things, you're showing up for yourself, you, you, know, you work on your mind, your body, your spirit, all of the things, you have a great group of friends, you love your job, you love what you're doing, yet you still kind of feel like once you sleep with somebody they don't want anything else to do with you. What could that be? Well, like I said, it's not only doing all of these things, right? And then like you start sleeping, like let's say you go on a first date and you feel, you know, I get a lot of clients telling me that, well, I felt there was so much chemistry. This was just different. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, yeah, it's easy. And tell me, they tell me, oh, lying. It's so easy. You talk a lot about like setting boundaries, for example, right? But it's so easy with a guy I don't really like that much. You know, he's not really my type. But it becomes like really complicated when it's like someone I really like. So we went on a first date and we really vibe. And he's so hot and he has all of the things that I'm looking for. He has all of these on, on, on paper, right? On the surface, right? He appears to have all of these things. He shows up on a nice car. He wears up a nice suit. Like he's like really, you know, he looks really polished and everything. And, and, and I just said, you know what? It, it's, I'm just going to sleep with him because there's so much chemistry. So that's different, right? So again, you do that, right? And, and subconsciously, right? And, 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 and the people are going to take from us what they are, are, what we allow them to take from us. And that's, that's as relevant to men as it is to women. You allow them to do that. They will take it. You know what I mean? Don't blame them for taking it. You know what I mean? Take accountability for the fact that you were giving it. If you give me something on a silver platter, chances are I'm just going to take it, right? So if you start doing that too early, right? Subconsciously, I'm going to look at you and be like, oh, okay, well, you know, this was a fun night. But obviously that the whole thing about self-control, about boundaries and all that is not really applicable in this situation, right? Because I only see you the way you show up. You can tell me all you want about the fact that you love your job and all that, but I'm going to see that firsthand based on my interactions with you. So if I call you at 11 o'clock at night and you go, yeah, sure, let's go. What are we going? You know what I mean? Then I go, okay, she has nothing going on. You know what I mean? Like, how does she have a full life with all of these things if I can literally just, you know, text her at 11 o'clock at night on a Friday night and be like, you up. And she's not only going to respond, she's going to invite me over. You know what I mean? So you don't need to tell me all of these things. You show up the way you show up. Yeah, that I agree with for sure. As I told you guys, we are moving once again. And you know what? I'm sick of all of the old furniture that we have taken from my old apartment. It's There's too much wood and I'm over it. And it's just not... It's not chic. But you know what is chic? Furniture from Article. And I could not be happier. This could not be more perfectly timed. That Article is a sponsor of this podcast because all I want to do is shop on Article for the best ever furniture and it to come within two weeks. And that's what Article does because all of their in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. It's the easiest way to make your space look beautiful. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Their team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. As you can see, I'm just so excited that I can't read, you know, like I just can't read or speak, obviously. Article cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you with no showrooms, no salespeople, and no retail marks markups. Plus, if you are kind of interior design challenged like myself, they pick everything very strategically because everything they have is chic. Like all of their stuff is amazing. It's like the Scandinavian dreamboat furniture. It's it's incredible. And Article is offering our listeners $50 off their first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash Acme and the discount will, will be automatically applied at checkout. You don't even have to do anything. That's A-R-T-I-C-L-E.com slash Acme for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Hey, beautiful people. 
My name is Elisa Reynolds, and I'm the executive chef and founder of My Two Cents LA and host of My Last Meal, a new podcast that asks people from all walks of life, whether it's musicians, celebrities, artists, chefs, scientists, Renaissance men and women, what their last meal on earth would be and why. So don't forget to tune in on Fridays. You can find us anywhere you can listen to podcasts. So why not? Let me tell you about the last meal. The rules that I have for dating are very similar to boundaries in a way. But I mean, it's basically just like, don't sleep with them for, you know, five plus dates. Like don't, but not, not because like I'm not sex positive more so because like, it's just, it's harder to wait. You build that momentum and like you actually get to know each other. And I feel like men, and I'm curious what you think, men get to know women by spending time with them, by like the quality time, not necessarily by being physical with them. But what do you think? Well, I think that the, the, the reason, and, and we're, we're getting to like the, the, you know, the topic of like physical intimacy, right? And I talk about that a lot on my channel. I have a whole workshop coming up this week, specifically about boundaries. And I talk a lot about the physical intimacy aspect of that, right? Beyond the fact, right, that you don't want to like appear, you know what I mean, easy or whatever, you know what I mean? Like when you show up with a guy and that's why you're not having sex, that's like, that's like 10% of why you're not doing that, right? The the other 90% of why you're not engaging in physical intimacy too quickly. I don't personally like the systematic approach, like five dates or three dates or 30 days or 90 days, because I believe that when we do that, we're focusing on our calendar rather than focusing on actually establishing the things that I need to get to know about you, right? And that might take me three months or three dates or, you know what I mean? Or, or six months. Well, I'll never come to that point where I'm ready, right? Because I need to establish and learn certain things about you. So I don't like the systematic approach because as soon as we do that, right? Oh, the 90 day rule, right? I'm focusing on like putting a, a, a dot in my calendar that says like, now I can do it, right? And and, and the other person too, <laughs> you know, he's he's probably focused on, on, the, on the calendar too. But the 90%, right? The 90% of why you're not engaging in physical intimacy too early in the early dating stages is, is to protect you essentially from yourself. And that's what I mean by that. You know, like physical intimacy creates emotional attachment, right? I don't need, like, I don't want to get into like too deep into the biology of what's going on during physical intimacy. And I'm not just talking about like penetration. I'm not just talking about sex specifically, right? Like whether it's oral or whether we're just literally making out in my car for a couple of hours or we're holding hands all night or we're kissing at the end of every date and like that, that passionate kiss. All of these things create, you know, physical, all of these things are considered physical intimacy and all of these things create emotional attachment because all of these things release the same hormones in your brain, right? It releases hormones in my brain and, and, and the hormones are going to be slightly different, right? It's a cocktail of things that are happening in our brains, whether you're a man or a woman, but there are different hormones for the most part, right? Like, although both of us are going to release a certain level of dopamine, a man is going to do that to a much larger extent than a woman. A woman, on the other hand, is going to produce a lot more oxytocin, right? And oxytocin is the bonding hormone. It's the same stuff that you release as a woman when you're breastfeeding your newborn, right? It's supposed to create that bond. It's supposed to create that strong, kind of like that, 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 that blind connection with that person, right? And what that does, as soon as you start releasing all of these hormones, again, whether you're sitting at the end of the date in my car and we're making out for a couple of hours, your brain is going to start flooding you know, itself with that oxytocin, creates that bond. That bond right, is going to make it very difficult for you then as a woman, as, as much as it is for me as a man, to then be able to assess whether or not like all of these things that I'm looking for within the guy that I want to be in a relationship with or marry, whatever, right, it's, it's going to make it so much more difficult for you to actually stay analytical and assess these things, right? Because you're going to be, your brain is going to be, your judgment is going to be clouded by all of these hormones that are going to release in your brain. And they're there for a good reason. They're there because our, our job as human beings on this earth, right? We think of ourselves like it's 2022 and are extremely sophisticated and we're doing all of these podcasts and we have microphones, right? But at the end of the day, we're very simple. You and I are very simple. You and I, just like any other animal out there, we want the exact same thing. Our job here on earth is the exact same. We need to survive. Every plant, every animal, every human being, our job is to survive. And the only way we know how to survive right now with our current technology is through procreation, right? So biologically, all of these things are going to start happening. We meet someone, we start kissing, we start all of these doing, it sends signals to our brain that, oh, this this is it. This is that 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 reason why I'm why I'm here. This is why I don't want to procreate. Like all of your your biology doesn't care about your career goals. Your biology cares about procreation. Essentially, this is like the number one reason why we're here. 
right? All the biological clocks and all that, they come and stem from the exact same thing, right? So all of these things are going to make it then very difficult for you, right? If you start creating that, that bond, right? It's going to be super difficult for you then to stay analytical and be like, let me zoom out for a second and see, hey, but does this person have these qualities and these qualities? Because I'm looking for more than just procreation, right? My analytical side is looking for friendship and companionship and, 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 and you know, support, and, and an equal partnership, someone I can, you know, maybe build a business with, someone I can, you know, grow and as a person and learn from and teach as well as I, you know, as much as I do that. But your biology doesn't give a shit about all those things. Yeah. So the, the boundaries that you're going to be creating at the early stages of dating are essentially supposed to protect you, right? Your analytical self, the one that wants all of these amazing things, right? From that biological side that basically just says, hey, I just want to procreate. I don't care if that guy, you know what I mean, is marriage material. I just need to, right? So, so all of these boundaries are going to be, you know, protecting you essentially from yourself. So yes, to a certain extent, a guy's going to see that or a woman is going to see that too. Like, you know what I mean? If I try to like, you know, push you or like try to encourage you to sleep with me too quickly, right? Or, or send you, you know, very sexual text messages very early on, that's going to turn you off as well. Right. Well, that's kind of what I mean when I say like, try to wait, you know, as many dates as possible, because it's like, that is protecting us from ourselves, which ourselves, we want to just, we want to just sleep with them. And the longer we can wait, the more analytical we can be. And the more we can think, you know, not like, oh my God, I just like want to sleep with this person or like the chemistry, you know, as you mentioned before. And the more we can think like, do I actually like see this person in my life? Do I actually like this person? Do I like them the more I get to know them? Do I even know anything about this person? And those kinds of thoughts can come in. So it's like, it's not like, oh my God, it has to be, you know, date date number six. Now it's time. Like you better, you know, come ready to, for not, tonight. It's more just like- Right, shave your legs. Yeah, Exactly. It's more just like, okay, right. by this time, you should have your head on a little bit stronger when it comes to the things that matter that aren't just sex? They say that on average, and this is like, like not me saying this is not a theory that I've devised, but this is like what the, I don't know, like dating researcher, dating gods are saying that on average, it takes a person between six to eight weeks to figure out. And, and that's considering that you are seeing each other consistently, which means that at least once a week, you go out and you do something. This is not you coming over and right. like falling asleep right. on my lap while we watch Netflix, but we go out and we have coffee, we go for a walk, we do all these things, right? At least six to eight weeks of consistently seeing each other in person is how long it takes to, for someone to like figure these things out. And usually that kind of coincides with like what I call like the honeymoon stage of dating, right? When our, when again, like a lot of this is going to be hormonal, right? We're going to like be very excited. The aspect of novelty starts fading away, you know, within that time also, like, right? Because it's a new person, right? So it's exciting, it's new. And if they're a little bit cute, you know, like we, so. If you wait more or less, like a couple of months, right? If you see them consistently, you should be able to go beyond that honeymoon phase and you should be able to kind of see beyond, you know what I mean? The, 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 that just the novelty aspect yeah. of getting to know someone new. And you, you should be able to then gauge whether or not like they have, you know, similar values, similar beliefs, similar goals, right? Are, we, are they trying to accomplish the exact same thing that you're trying to accomplish as you go out there? But if you do that before that, you really have no way of knowing. Yeah, I actually have this theory on that. This theory that I have, it's called the three-week, three-month, three-year rule. And I'm curious what you think. So by three weeks, you should know if like you're having a good time with them. Like if you like them, you know, like if you if you like spending time with them, right? Assuming you're seeing each other like one or two times in those three weeks a week. And then by three months, you you know if you want like you buy three months, not like at three months. So it could be earlier before that. Could be eight weeks, as you said. You know if you want to date them seriously because like the honeymoon, you know, not I don't want to say the honeymoon period is over because I actually believe the honeymoon period should be like a year if you if it's really your person. But like the the lust has faded. Well, I don't want to like honeymoon to be like a, like a, like a negative connotation. As soon as right. that's over, then it's like, right. oh, no, 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 no. It's, no. it's like it's the not. period when you literally your brain, like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of it, it's very difficult to stay analytical, right? Cause exactly. like want it or not, like because of that aspect of novelty, they said that novelty is the key to stimulation. You know what I mean? So your brain is like extremely, like highly stimulated in those first few weeks because it's just new. Right. Exactly. So exactly. Going so, beyond that. So it doesn't mean that now it's boring and now it's no, just no, like, no, not you know at I mean? all. Yeah. Not at all. Just like you're, you know, like they're blinded. And then by three months, right. like you kind of know, like, do I want to actually date this person? And then by three years, and again, it could be before three years, you know, if you want to like spend your life with this person. So what do you think? 
I mean, again, I, I told you before, like, I don't like the, the systematic approach. So even though like, I, and, I, and I gave you that, that's not something that I usually coach. I never try to tell you like, it's this, this, this long or that long. I'd rather focus mm-hmm. on the specific things that I believe that you should establish at every phase. Pausing for a very important announcement from one of our amazing sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 don't get enough vitamin D from their diet and 95% don't get their recommended daily omega-3s? I bet you didn't know. But if you go to the doctor 10 out of 10 times, pretty much, they tell you that you should be taking a multivitamin. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by Exhaustive. Exhaustive. That means they were exhausted doing all this research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. With nutrients to help maintain brain health, bone health, and blood health and provide antioxidant support. So if you want to increase your vitamin D levels, which we know that we need, especially with mercury retrograde and going to a colder season, we need that D in more ways than one, then you need to be taking a multivitamin. And I personally love Ritual. I've been taking prenatals because I don't know, one day soon. Also, they're really good for your hair and skin, but I also love their multivitamin. So Right now, Ritual is offering our listeners 10% off their first three months. Visit ritual.com slash Acme and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash Acme. You really have got to check this out. I mean, if you're not, if you don't have a ritual, then what do you have these days? You know, ritual.com slash Acme. I break it down into like these three phases. So I talk about like the talking stage, right? Like what that is and what that isn't, right? A lot of people are like, oh, I've been talking to a guy for like four months now. You're not talking to a guy. You're wasting right, your time. Right, right, exactly. So like what's a talking phase? What's a dating phase? And what's the relationship phase? And I look a lot more at the things that we establish, right? And, and, and the conversations that we have and the things that we do throughout that time, right? The actions and the words, Right. Throughout that time, that tells me that this person kind of aligns again with my values, with my beliefs, with my goals. And as I do that, I allow certain liberties to myself as well as to the other person. Right. So that certain boundaries are, are going to start morphing and changing based on the progress that we have made in our relationship, regardless specifically of the amount of time. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to say that, oh, some people can do that in four dates. No. You know what I mean? Like, I think that if you go from like, you know, four dates and you're like thinking about marriage or whatever, you're rushing it. Right? You know, you're, you're definitely not ready. There's definitely like just, just physically not enough time for you to be able to establish certain things. Right? This is not that, 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 that you know, Hollywood or, or, or fairy tale thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not a Cinderella story. Right. It, it takes time to get to know each other. So although, yes, I, I agree with you. Right. It, it, it's like these phases, right? You go through like the first phase, you go to the second phase, you go to the third phase. And as you go through them, like you kind of establish certain things about each other and then you know whether or not you want to progress. I mean, it, it sounds really cute. I'll be honest with you, like the three months, the three days, the, 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 the what, what is it? Three, three weeks, three months, three years. It sounds really cute. Yeah? And people really like things that are like really easy to remember like that. And like, just, just, just sounds really catchy. People love those things. But again, and, and I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but I, I again, I, I write a rather focus on like, what are we actually establishing throughout that process? Do we get to, did I get to learn this? Did I get to learn that? Right. Cause a lot of people are like, well, it's been three weeks now. I should, I should allow him to have sex with me. I should, I should, you know what I mean? I should be able to be sticking. I'm like, well, wait a second. What have we learned in these three weeks, right? Did, did we did we learn that we want the same things, kind of? Like, did we have a, a certain conversation? Like, does these words and actions match? Do you see consistency in the things that he says versus the things that he does? Do you see that? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In terms of, like, the goals, what is the guy trying to accomplish? Does this kind of align with your lifestyle, with your own goals, right? Does that guy keep, keep telling you that he wants to move out of state somewhere to continue, I don't know, like, his education or maybe, like, get a job and you're... you're you're like you're really focusing on building your business in whatever city you're in right now, right? Does that should you know what I mean? Does that tell you that maybe you don't have you know the same goals that maybe your 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 lifestyles are maybe a little bit different? So all of those things I rather focus on specifically rather than just let me go and have a good time with him for six months or three years or three months. You know what I mean? And then if, if it's still if I'm still having fun, then it's like the time to go to the next phase. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's just like it's like follow your heart, but like bring your head with you and make sure that like 
your practical things align too? Well, I think that mostly I, I believe that, you know, follow, follow, follow your brain first. Yeah. Follow your brain first. I mean, the heart is really cute. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 again, we, we've been fed the same. I think that we're like more or less maybe the same age. I don't know, but we're, we're, we've like grew up on the same, you know, fairy tales and the same romantic comedies and the same movies where it's like all, you know, but if I feel it, then I should, you know, it's, it's not Romeo and Juliet. Like, it, it, you know, when it comes to like establishing, especially when it comes to like, building healthy relationships right like because getting laid and like you know getting pregnant and having a you know kids and all that that, that's again it's supposed to be easy because it's like it's supposed to be very very easy and natural because all of these all all these biological things and hormonal things that are going to help us do that accomplish that we both want to have sex with each other you know because of that reason right again maybe you're like oh i don't want to have kids right now but your biology does not know that you're using something to you know what i mean that you're using you know condoms or whatever uh, birth control pills your biology doesn't know that right it it still wants to procreate that's why it's there right but if i want to build a healthy relationship then it takes time and 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 it takes time to like analytically be able to assess whether or not there is a relationship so i'm not saying like take the feelings out the feelings are going to be there trust me right because they're going to be there whether we want them or not they're going to be there so I'm not saying like, oh, I, I'm completely repulsed by this person. Like I, I have literally no attraction whatsoever, but I'm going to continue getting to, no, that's not what I'm saying. But, but follow, your, follow your analytical side first if, you, if, if your goal is to build healthy relationships. Because like, romantic relationships, right, have such a huge weight on our entire lives, right? Meeting the right person helps us in our careers, helps us in our businesses, helps us with like how we take care of ourselves. You know what I mean? We either let ourselves go or we continue wanting to build ourselves up throughout that process. It has such a huge influence on like literally every aspect of our lives. Leaving it just to hormones and leaving it, leaving it just to like feelings, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's detrimental to our ability to actually be able to build a healthy relationship. So what questions should you be asking yourself when you meet somebody that you think could potentially be your future person? What questions should we be analyzing if it's if it's about that you know so i think that there's like three pillars and i mentioned them earlier like to me it's like there's three pillars that establish compatibility right there's going to be that the feeling aspect like do i do i you know, chemistry like and literally chemistry is like literally the chemicals that are happening in your brain do you feel attracted to that person or not right so that's going to be there but beyond that i want to see if there's compatibility right so there's not one or the other it's chemistry and i want, also want to establish compatibility are we compatible right so when I talk about compatibility, I look at it like three pillars, right? Like similar values, beliefs, and goals, right? So all of these things, you know, are, tend to either make our relationships, you know, simpler or a lot more difficult, right? So if I have similar values, like we value the same thing about life, we, you know, we have the same idea of what like a family should look like, or, you know, how, where should we live? You know what I mean? Like, the, how do we make our money? Like similar beliefs as well, right? Well, whether that's religious beliefs, political beliefs, all of these things are going to say in a way of us being able to bond and connect and actually be able to build, you know, healthy relationship. If you are, you know, I don't know, pro this and I'm pro that and that kind of, it's going to come across in our relationship. You know what I mean? If you want to homeschool, you, you know, our, your kids, and I really think that's like the worst idea in the world. And I want them to go to a public school because I, I've been through that and I want them to have the same experience because I believe that builds them up. That's going to come between us. You know what I mean? So all of these things that like my my my, my general views on life it, it, i'm not saying that we should be like you know exactly hand in hand and have it all the exact but like there there should be a difference between you know deal breakers and things that we can we can we can work with like i'm okay with the fact that maybe our kids are going to be homeschooled but i'm definitely not okay with like living in a certain state because it doesn't really i don't know align with my political views for example right uh so 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 it's about finding that that middle ground what, what are some things that i feel really strongly about and i believe that the more the other person kind of feels the same way about these important things allows us to kind of like really be able to build that healthy relationship for beyond just like whether or not there's attraction, right? And similar goals. Are we trying to establish the same thing? Like I mentioned before, like if, if, I'm, if my goal right now, right? Like I, I want to like, I want to buckle down. I want to build a business empire. I want to like really like put my roots in this city and I want to, you know, and you want to travel the world right now or you want to move to the suburbs and want to start a family. I don't care how attracted we are to each other. That's going to come between us in a, in a very major way. It's going to make right. our relationship very, very complicated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so these are some of the questions, like my, my these three pillars. I'm, I'm, and again, these, these things take time. These are not just questions. All right, Frank, tell me about your political views. Tell me about, like, what do you, no, I find this out as I have more conversations with you. 
right? As we talk about all these general things as we hang out, like, and not just your words, right? The communication is not just verbal, but through your actions as well. I'm going to see how you behave in certain situations. Something comes up and I'm going to see your reaction. You're going to get very agitated and, and like, oh, I feel strongly about a certain, you know, subject. Something's going to come up on the news and you're going to lose your shit because of, you know, whatever this person or that person says. And I'm going to see through your actions, whether or not like this kind of aligns with how I view this. Right. This question came up a lot. A few people asked this and I think I know your answer already, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Based on what we talked about right now or like for my channel? No. Well, based on both, actually. Do you think that some men will always be a quote unquote fuck boy or player, even if they get married type of thing? Or do you think that like a woman changes a man, you know, like that whole thing? I don't think anybody changes anybody. I think that if people like that, that sustainable change always comes from within. Like if, if I don't see a problem with what I'm doing, you know what I mean? Like I'm never going to change that. I, I need to come to a point where I feel like whatever I'm currently doing, my current behavior, the, the way I communicate, what I, what I put out there no longer aligns with what I'm trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? It stops me from becoming the person that I want to be. And, and people need to come to that point all on their own. You know what I mean? Like nobody's going to tell me that what I'm doing is is a problem because if I don't see it as a problem, then I'm not going to change it. Right. I also believe strongly that there, you know, yes. Okay. There, there are, let's just say this out of the way. There is a small population, this small percentage of the population, both in the female and male, right. There's shitty people out there. You know what I mean? There, there's people who are, you know, very deeply dysfunctional based on their upbringing, based on like a whole different reasons. Right. But I believe that the percentage of, of the population of these people, again, the shitty men, the shitty women, but the percentage is, is very low. For the most part, most people that we're going to meet out there are going to be people like you and I, people who just want the best for themselves based, and, and they're doing that based on their abilities, right? The same person, the same guy, or the same woman is going to treat two different men or two different women very differently based on how these people show up. You know what I mean? You're not going to treat two guys the same. Based on what you see them coming up with, you're going to treat them the same. If you see someone has no boundaries, no self-respect, no self-worth, no self-love. You know what I mean? You're going to treat them a certain mm -hmm. way. Someone else is not going to give you a choice in the matter. You come to me and you start treating me a certain way. You're just not going to get access to me anymore. You know what I mean? You can't treat me a certain way unless I allow you to treat me a certain way. You know what I mean? So before, like, I, I don't want to look at it as like, oh, there is just dating is like this needle in a haystack. I'm supposed to go out there and find the one. And I know how difficult it is because like that one is just like literally one in a million. There's no good guys out there, right? If you're going out there and you meet 10 people and, and these 10 people treat you the exact same way, don't learn the wrong lesson. It's not because everyone is a certain way. Maybe how you show up affects how they treat you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't necessarily believe that there is like, oh, these, like these, all these people are terrible. And like literally finding a good man is like a needle in the haystack or finding a good woman. Because again, all of these things I just want to say, right? Like, and I know that we're talking this from a perspective, like since my audience is female, like we're kind of talking from that perspective, right? But, but, but this the exact same things that women are, you know, talking about, oh, men, ghost women, men don't want a serious way. Men are looking the exact same way. You know, they're complaining about the exact same thing. Women, ghosts. They just want my money. They don't want a real relationship. They just want the attention. Right. They just want, you know what I mean? Like the validation. They just want me to chase them. They just want them to boost their egos. They don't really want a real relationship. I'm right here and I'm telling them that I want a relationship. She wants nothing to do with me. Do you know what I mean? So, 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 so all of these things, like, again, I don't want people to look at dating, right? And this is something I talk about a lot in my channel, right? Get away from that victim mentality where you think that you, your job is, is to go out there and, and hopefully find that one person in a million that is compatible with you, that the one, I don't believe in that, you know, how you show up is going to start creating a very different behavior around you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And again, the same person is going to treat two different people very differently, right? You show up and I consistently will treat you a certain way based on how you show up into, into my life. And based on how you treat yourself. Based on how I treat myself, but mostly based on how you treat yourself. Exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. I, we meant the same thing. Based on how you treat yourself. If you allow me a certain behavior, I'm going to take it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. people in general, men and women tend to go for the path of least resistance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's the easy way out. Right. So if I go on a date with you and say like, let's say that, you know, and I, and I believe that for the, again, for the most part, everybody's looking for a relationship. I believe that it's like one of those things that we are all looking to accomplish, right? I think that every man and woman that's watching this right now, we want three things. Everybody wants money, right? Because we know that money allows us a certain level of liberty, right? A certain freedom, a certain ability to take care of ourselves and our own, right? We all want money. We also want health, right? We all want 
to know, we all know that in order to enjoy that money, we need, we need to be healthy for as long as possible so we can actually stay here and, and be healthy, right? right? Like without that, the first one makes no sense. And the third thing that we all want is to love and be loved. We all want that, you know, romantic relationship. We all believe down, 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 deep down that that romantic relationship has the potential of really elevating our lives in so many ways. Right. So, so, but if I go on a first date and see, that's what I'm looking for, but then you make it very easy for me. Right. And then people are going to test each other all the time. I'm going to make a certain comment and I'm going to see how you play it off. Right. And maybe it's a, it's a bit of a sexual comment and then how you react is going to like allow me to continue down that path or it's going to to discourage that behavior i'm going to be like oh not that person not that person i cannot make a sexual joke just yet with someone i barely know i send i send you a dick pic and you like oh that's so cute and you open that conversation no 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 right no but trust me like it it Mm -hmm. happens right like it's how you react it's how you respond to all of these things that are either going to continue encouraging certain behaviors or going to discourage certain behaviors Mm -hmm. and that's how you set your boundaries i mean so many people are always asking me how do i set my boundaries how do i set my boundaries it's less about saying this is what i'm okay with and this is what i'm not okay with and more about reacting to things in a moment to show that person that this is not cool a boundary i always say that you know this way i always say that a boundary is like a joke if you always have to explain it, it loses its effect. You know what I mean? If I have mm. to explain the joke to you, then it's like, there's, you know what I mean? Like it loses the, the, the effect. Then a it's not funny. <laughs> right. It's not funny anymore. Right. So it does, and the boundary cannot work in that way. So let's say like, you know, you call me later and we start dating or we start talking and then you start texting me at 11 o'clock at night every time. Me simply not answering the phone after a certain hour is a boundary. I don't have to answer the phone and be like, hey, Frank, don't ever do that. I'm not that girl. I have a boundary against you calling me. You have to please call me before 8 p.m. And you have to call me two days in advance. If you want to see me, don't call me. I don't have to do that. I just don't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. But then there are certain instances where a boundary being verbal is necessary. And so I'll give you one situation that I was in with my husband. When we were first seeing each other, like the the night that we were going to like be intimate for the first time. I made it clear to him because we're both very independent and we obviously we weren't living together at the time and we both would like, you know, go back to our respective apartments to start the days. But I kind of set a boundary that like the, like we're sleeping together tonight. I want you to spend the night after. And there was no way to kind of set that boundary without verbally saying that, you know, because it's not what I usually wanted. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it makes sense. And, and like I said, there's no like one way and that's always going to work and there are exceptions to every rule. And, and the way I look at it is a little bit different. So like, although I do believe that there's certain times, especially within like more established relationships, I believe that there's times for like conversations about boundaries and telling them, hey, I want this. Right. And I, I don't right. really appreciate that very much. And this makes me feel a little bit like this. So, you know, but I believe that especially at the early stages of dating is in, in creating an environment, right? Because again, what am I doing right now? I am learning as much as I can about you and I'm trying as much as possible not to influence how you act. I want you to show me the real you. I want you to show me what you really want, what you really don't want, what you really care about without me having influence on that. If I tell you, please do this, and now you start doing that. Are you just doing this temporarily because you maybe want to sleep with me? Because maybe like that aspect of novelty, just you just wanted me to like you more, right? Or are you doing this naturally? So I would allow you, right? I would, I would create an environment where you can do whatever the fuck you want to do, where you can show me everything about you without, right? So if we do, you know, we have sex for the first time and I would say, hey, you know, like stay over. And then I want to see what you're going to do. Right. And then I'm observing like, wait, you can, you can definitely open up the door. If that's something, not something you've ever done before, you can definitely say, like, you know, spend the night, like we we can have breakfast tomorrow morning. Right. Or something like that. And then I just say that. And I observe, I sit back and I'm going to see what you're going to do. Are you going to wake up at four o'clock in the morning and run away? And that's going to tell me something about maybe your intentions, about maybe the way you're looking at this relationship. Right. And all of that stuff is going to register and allow, allow me to make that right decision. You know, whether, whether or not, like, again, we have similar values, similar goals and similar uh, beliefs. But I'm going to allow you to make that mistake, mm-hmm. right? Because again, to me, that's, that's, that's not a step in the right direction. To you, that might be a step in your right direction. But I want to allow you to show me that without having to influence you. Does that make sense as well? I understand your perspective, right? It does make sense. It does make sense. But I think you have the luxury of letting... like As, as a man who dates women, you 
like men have the luxury of kind of like seeing how a woman acts in a certain situation, whereas the other way around is more difficult. Meaning like, I just think that sometimes men are not aware of women's needs and like what we would want in every situation, if that makes any sense. Because like all women are very different and want different things a lot of the time when it comes to like little intricacies as like spending the night or like, you know, having breakfast the next morning and blah, blah, blah. Or like, you know, some women want to like go pick out a ring with you and then some women want to be surprised. And so it's like, we have more to say in terms of like, like we kind of need to direct men a little bit more than men need to direct us. Because mm. I'm, I'm thinking about all the different examples and there's no absolute, yeah. you know what I mean? There's no absolute answer that you should never say, hey, please, I want you... But again, let's say like we put we would take your situation, for example, right? And as a woman, you would spend the night, right? Like you, you know mm-hmm. that this was happening, right? You may be like, since you invited him over and it's kind of like, you know that this is going to happen that night, right? You could say very simply, like as you're going through it or maybe like you're done, right? And like it's, it's, it's one o'clock in the morning and you say, hey, you know, like spend the night. We'd have breakfast tomorrow morning. You just mentioned that, you know, you don't have to say like, listen, this is my boundary. Like you really need to do this. No, of course. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, spend the night. No, stay, right? If, 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 let's say, he starts, you know, getting dressed up in the like, hey, stay, I would, I, I, I want you to do that. I want you to stay. And just, and just leave it at that, right? You don't have mm-hmm. to, like, make it a boundary. Right? Right. You don't have to, like, say, hey, this is my God. You have to spend the night right now. And then I want to observe. Again, what you do tells me so much more than your words. What you do with your actions, right, tells me everything I need to know. If you say, oh, fine, and then I wake up in the morning at 7 o'clock and you're no longer there because, you, you know, you packed your shit at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the morning and you ran away, that tells me so much. Right. And that's to me, that's the golden nuggets of information that I am looking for. I have allowed you to make your decision all on your own. And then I've seen, hey, I would I would want you to actually come up and, and pick a ring with me. I'm going on Tuesday. Let me know if you're available. And just leave it at that. Leave it at that. If you show up, hey, that tells me that, you know, some of our values are the same. You, 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 you want to please me. You respect me enough. You, you know what I mean? In order to do that with me or you booked something else, you completely forgot about it. Again, golden nuggets of information. I found yeah. so much about this. Like, you know what I mean? If, if a woman communicates that you want, you want him to go and pick a ring with you, that's huge. That's huge. And again, if I'm looking for the same thing with right. you, you know, Lindsay, then, 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 then I would, it would be huge with, to me as well. But if it's, if I booked like a mm-hmm. golf thing, you know what I mean? That same day. Hey, doesn't that tell you so much about where my head is and where my intentions are? Yeah, no, 100%. And I, I, I think we are pretty much aligned in that thought. I think there's just certain things that some men need a little bit more encouragement about. Like I will hear from women sometimes like, oh, he doesn't get me flowers. And I'll be like, okay, well tell him like you love receiving flowers. You know what I mean? So that one is less about like, oh, let's watch and see if he gets flowers and then let's get disappointed and realize he's not the one for me if he doesn't get flowers versus like wanting your man to win, setting them up to win by saying like, I love when I get flowers. Does that it, make sense? It, it, makes, it makes total sense. But again, it's, it's how you communicate. It's, I think that we have a bit of a different opinion on that. You know, like the way I see, let's say I do, I don't know, let's say my birthday's coming up and I really want a surprise party. If I come to you and say, Lindsay, I really want a surprise party. Don't you think that ruins the experience? Don't you think that ruins it for me or for you? Exactly. But how would I know that you want a surprise party? Okay, great. So how would you know? Great. That's that's, that's where I'm going. You know, that's where I'm going with this. So let's say it was your birthday or it was like another occasion. It was like, I don't know, whatever. And I surprised you with something first. So I give what I want to receive. So if I want to be surprised Mm -hmm. on my birthday, and let's say like, that's like, I don't know, maybe your birthday came out before mine, or maybe you have like a special occasion, maybe... And I surprised you with something. I surprised you with a gift on a Tuesday for no reason. Or I arranged a dinner with your friends because you got a promotion at work. And I've went through that trouble of, of, of surprising you with something. You know what I mean? I'm giving without any expectation. And then again, allowing you to show me, hey, I've done that for you. Is that something? Again, this is not transactional, but I am giving what I want to receive essentially in a relationship. If I want a certain No, and I do love that. If concept. I want a certain treatment, yeah. I first will offer that to you without expectations. But yeah. then I am sitting back and I'm observing. Is this something, right? So if you want me to go and ring shopping with you, right? Next time I'm going car shopping, be like, hey, can I come with you? I would love that experience. I would love to go with you. And I, you know, test drive the car with you and all that and give your opinion on things. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just that I'm not going to get a guy flowers so that he knows to get me flowers. No, but you can get him other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can get him yeah, other yeah. stuff. You can get him Fair. a burger when he lands from, an, from the airport. You can just surprise him with that because, you know, he's hungry and he doesn't like to eat like airplane food. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be flowers. Yeah, I hear you. I hear Does you. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. definitely. And that's, that's been my approach. You know, it's, it's, it's like I give what I want to receive, the type of treatment. It doesn't have to be like tit for tat. It doesn't have to be like flowers for flowers. But if I want more gifts on a Tuesday for no reason, then I'll start with that. Right. You know what I mean? Then I'll start with like giving you the stuff. If I want you to be more thoughtful about the stuff that we're going to do on our date and whatever, right. I'm going to try like, instead of saying, hey, let's go for like to another restaurant. Like, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? You know, instead, I'm going to start and say, hey, you know what? You mentioned the other day that you wanted to eat like paella. Let's I found this amazing Spanish right, restaurant. Right, right. You know what I mean? They do tapas, they do paella. And I'm going to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Give what you want to receive, put out there what you want to receive in the world generally. So what is, we have just a few more minutes. So I want to hear what's your most controversial piece of advice that you've shared maybe on Instagram, on TikTok that has gotten the most, like, how can you think this reaction? (laughs) Well, you know, because there's a a disconnect between the things that I believe that are controversial and the things that people just react to. And I'm like, this is not controversial. Right, right, exactly. Why are you losing your shit over this? One One of these things that I was like, this is not controversial. This is just very basic and it should make sense to you. But for some reason, it's so controversial. Like one subject is about like the first date. There, there's like this, you know, school of thought out there that's like, oh, you should like a man's intentions. Like are if you want to find a guy who's like, you know, has true, serious intentions about you, like he needs to take you out to this like fancy dinner restaurant on the first date. Right. And if it's not that, then don't go. My view is, is completely opposite. I don't think that you should settle for coffee dates on the first date. I think that you should be your idea. I think that's something very simple, like a walk in the park, like a quick, you know, ice cream, you know, meetup or, you know, somewhere or like coffee at the, at the very most, maybe like a taco truck, you know what I mean? Or walk down the beach, public place, obviously public place. I'm not talking about like somewhere like excluded, like public place in, where there's a lot of people. And, and I, on purpose would like, you know, I, I use these three things. I said, keep it, keep it, keep it short, and keep it sweet. Keep it short. Keep it cheap. Keep it cheap. Doesn't have to cost a lot of money. First dates, if it doesn't cost anyone anything, is great. You know, but there's a lot of people who, who feel like it needs to be like you should gauge his intentions and his level of interest in you based on how much money he spends on the first date. So it definitely should be this whatever. Otherwise, it's not a high value man. How do you, before I tell you why I believe what I believe and like, and it's just, it's not me, right? This, I, I believe that this should be like common sense. I believe that as a woman, it should be your idea on the first date to keep it very, very short, right? Maybe like 30, 45 oh. minutes at the most. Okay. And, and keep it cheap. There's no expectations. You're not creating any sort of pressure. You shouldn't owe them anything after some like crazy five course meal, like, I think a, a short date, a walk, a coffee. Yeah, instead of not having a good time. Do you want to stay three hours? A with drink. Someone? Yeah, exactly. You don't. You don't. So I think the the lower the stakes for the first date, the better the result. Usually, I'm with you on that one. And I also want to focus the fact that we are we are not distracting ourselves, right? Like what I'm like if I enjoy my first date, it's literally because I enjoyed our conversation, not because I enjoyed my steak. Or because I enjoyed that beautiful restaurant that you brought right. me, and I like Instagram a whole bunch of things, and like my, my brain is flooded because like all of these other sense, all of these other sensory like distractions that are created by that, like this fancy right. thing. Did I have a good time with you? Like, and, and and were you able to make this interesting? You know what I mean? And 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 make this fun, right? Just based on the conversation, where there are no distractions, we literally just walked in a boring ass park, totally. and I still had an amazing time. You know, yeah. I'm not distracting myself and shoving food down my throat. Like I am literally there and we're exchanging, you know, we're talking the entire time, which there's no distractions. I'm not talking about like this lady like that you know, at the other table is doing something ridiculous. I'm, it's just me and you. If this is not good, then this is not right. good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, the, 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 there is no, you know what I mean? But if we're there and we're distracted with like the waiter coming in every five minutes, say, can I get you some this? Can I get you some this? And then half of the other time, I'm just literally busy eating. And I'm not saying like, you know, restaurant dates are not, are not a good idea or dinner dates are not a good idea. Just not at the very early Yeah, early no, stages. I'm with you. But that's a very, yeah, that's a very controversial subject of my channel because there are so many people out there, you know, women specifically, who are, you know, very gay. like, no, he's not a high value man if he takes you out to, you know, uh, to a park, walk in a park. If it's a coffee, I don't do coffee dates. 
You know, I don't, I, I'm not a, like, I hear that all the time. I'm not a dog. Don't take me for a walk. No, I disagree with you. I think it should be just, <laughs> it should be chill. Like no stakes, the first date. So Lion, do you have a quote or piece of advice that you could leave our listeners with something that has helped you with your clients or just anything that, that you like to go back to? I kind of want to do like a full circle and tell you what I, you know, what I kind of told you at the beginning, you know, it all starts and all stems from accountability. You know, it all starts with understanding that if you're not getting the results that you want to get in dating or any other aspect of your life, it starts and ends with you. It, it just, a lot of people are stuck in that victim mentality saying that there's, there's these things, right? Like men in general, women in general, modern dating, right? Like I have so many, oh, but like before it used to be, now it's just dating apps have ruined everything. Social media has made it impossible. My past and my past relationships now fucked me up to a point where I can no longer, you know, blah, blah, blah. And take accountability, right? You're not what you were. You're not your circumstances. You are what you choose and decide to do every single day. Mm -hmm. So if you start doing this today and then tomorrow and then the next day, you're going to become, you want to become better at dating. It's, it's like any other aspect of our lives. It is a skill and you can learn how to get better at it and you can not do anything and continue attracting the same type of behavior you've always been attracting. So I think that if, if, if like one piece of advice to say accountability for the fact that you can change. You have all the power because when we blame anything outside of ourselves, something that is outside of our control, right? Like when like another person or men in general or modern day, the fact that we live in 2022 and not, you know, 1980 or whatever, right? If you start blaming other things that are outside of your control, that's a, that's a, that's a guarantee. But what you're doing is you're giving away your power to actually change that very thing that you're complaining about. So the moment that you stop complaining and you take full accountability, it's not about finding someone to blame. It's not because it's my fault or his fault or their fault. It's about taking accountability to actually take the power back to you to make that difference, to make that change, right? Investing in yourself in whichever way, whether that's you know therapy, coaching, yeah. you know, taking a course, reading more books, putting myself out there and, 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 and going after other aspects of my life, right? That are supposed to make myself a better person and a person that would be more attractive to that person that I want to attract into my life. Right. So taking accountability should be always, always your first step. Yeah. I love that. I co-sign that line. Where can everybody find you, follow you and hit you up for dating coaching? At Dating by Lion everywhere. So on YouTube, on TikTok, on Instagram, and just follow the links, whether it's, I, I, I run a, a monthly membership where we do workshops on very different aspects every single week. This week, we're talking about boundaries. It's a two-hour workshop where we talk specifically about that. You can ask questions. It's on Zoom. Also, you can check out my links for one-on-one -on -one coaching. There's everything's on my website. Awesome. And last question, when's your birthday? July 4th. Oh, cancer. Love it. Cool. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Thank you. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.